everybody. So today's podcast is one of our wrap-ups that me and David do every quarter. And it ended up being such a long one that I thought it made the most sense to divide it into two episodes of the podcast. So I just wanted to explain. So this will be part one of this uh, wrap-up. And I hope you enjoy it. And uh, I look forward to hearing your thoughts. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. We're so excited today. We are here to talk about the summer movie season, uh, the start of May through the end of July. And <laughs> it's, it's sort of weird that that's the season, but it's what we kind of have to go with because we'd be here all day <laughs> if we counted uh, through April through August. But we have a lot of fun talking about these movies, and my friend David is here to nosh it all out. I am here. Thanks yes. for having me again. Oh, thank you. So what are your overall thoughts about this summer as far as the movies go? I'm actually glad you asked that because uh, I think it's been a, a weird year for movies. There's like, There's not many movies I hate, but there's very few that I love as well. Um, it's just kind of a meh year so far, and this summer definitely um, encapsulates that. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's been, it, I don't know, yeah, aside, I feel like Endgame was just so epic and so, at least in my opinion, so good that especially for blockbusters, it's just kind of, I don't know if everything just kind of pales in comparison, at least for me, uh, or if that was just kind of sucked all the energy out of the room i don't know but uh but yeah especially you kind of had to i feel like you had to really dig deep to find the really good mm -hmm. uh, blockbusters this summer for sure yeah and and i think most of them are good um but i mean that's yeah. not usually the standard that i hold for uh summer blockbusters for sure yeah no i uh i agree with you there's some that I liked more than the general consensus, um, but in my uh, in my top twenty for the year, uh, I have two, three, four, five, six, six out of twenty are mainstream releases. Okay, so that's not the best. <laughs> Uh, so anyway it's gonna be fun to talk about though i there were some hidden gems hopefully people will check out uh so let's get started all right so may 3rd bunch of releases first one i'm gonna talk about is a little film called plus one you can watch this on demand right now uh this is a romantic comedy about two people that are friends that decide to help each other out they end up they have like 10 weddings that they have to go to in one year so they make a deal that they will be each other's plus ones and of course they end up falling for each other by the end of the movie it's not the most original story in the world but it stars maya erskine and jack quaid and jack quaid i think we're gonna see him around <laughs> he is very charming in this movie and uh it, it was pretty funny they did a good job i thought they had pretty good chemistry if you like kind of raunchy uh you know r-rated rom-coms i think this one is a fun one so people should check out 
Okay. Yeah. I, I've seen like the, the movie poster for this, but I didn't know anything about it. So yeah, I have it in my ranking for the year at 27. Okay. Out of how many movies? I have seen in the, the feature films, I've seen 99. Okay. So I have it at 27, but it, but it was a fun, fun little rom- ro- ro- romantic comedy. So, uh, okay, then we have Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile. This was released to Netflix on the 3rd. And I saw this at Sundance, and I didn't really like it. I I felt like it was too... I understand what they were trying to do in painting Ted Bundy as the kind of character he was when he was on trial. And trying to just, like put you in that picture of like the way that media portrays things the way that you know so that you would be kind of bamboozled by his charms i guess but i felt like it was just so weird like uh the the tone even the music at certain spots it was like are we supposed to be rooting for this guy and i, I don't know they went too far and uh like literally there's a point where he escapes from uh the courthouse and the way it's portrayed in the movie is like yay he's escaped <laughs> like woohoo <laughs> and i'm just like what what is this is not a good thing i don't know it, it just didn't work for me uh despite some decent performances i have it really low just because i don't know it just felt kind of i was just sort of repulsed by it by what they did and so i have it at 93 it's one of my least favorites of the year yeah i i saw the reviews for this and they were uh, pretty mixed so i i skipped this one (laughs) yeah it's 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 not good and the more i think the more i thought about it the more uh i didn't like it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so all right then also on the third is this movie called all is true and this movie i didn't didn't give it fresh but i'd still kind of recommend it because it's ridiculous um it is kenneth Branagh directed kenneth Branagh stars as william shakespeare in the the end of his life and it has judy dench and ian mckellen and it is so so bordering on a like black adder monty python thing it is so ridiculous this movie it's like if you were gonna see something that's kind of foppishly making fun of british dramas this would be the kind of thing that you'd see except for that's taking itself very seriously i don't know even his nose was ridiculous the makeup was ridiculous like they're <laughs> and, and they're all selling it with like huge vibrato and huge you know gravitas and that made it more funny it it was really bad but also entertaining because it's just so theatrical <laughs> i could see how it would be a better play i think it's based on a play but it, it, it was just too silly for me <laughs> i have it at 70 because i did enjoy yeah. it because it was ridiculous but it's not good yeah i haven't even heard of this one um i swear i've watched some movies this summer <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know usually it's the, the reverse usually it's like uh but yeah it it was it was a, a mess 
Uh, so the third also is one we both saw called Long Shot. And what did you think of it? So um, I, I, I enjoyed Long Shot. Um, I thought it was an interesting take on a rom-com. I know they market it as kind of the reverse pretty woman. Um, uh-huh. I, I thought it was pretty good. It wasn't as good as it had been hyped up to be. Um, it didn't leave a lasting impression on me, but I mean, I would recommend it. Yeah, I'm basically the same. I I thought it was fun, especially I liked uh, his friend, uh, played by Shay Jackson. I thought his performance was great, and he was hilarious. And I felt like he kind of made the movie work because you needed one person in the script who was calling Seth Rogen's character out on his, you know, baloney. And otherwise, I, I I don't know. I he was just too much for me in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um and his jacket was the ugliest thing i've ever seen <laughs> i hated that jacket so much and his windbreaker oh right so, i mean we all had them oh. in the 90s <laughs> i was like take it off why why do you have that uh and it is kind of a groaner the whole like boring schleb like it's the gorgeous woman like ugh, that trope is kind of annoying but I thought it, I loved the ending, and I thought it was sweet enough, rom commy enough that it worked for me because I like rom coms. Uh, so I have it at thirty eight. Okay, yeah, I mean it still worked for me. I should make that yeah. clear. And just the fact that I sounded that lukewarm, this should uh, show you what I think of this year because I have this at fifteen. Oh, oh wow, <laughs> yeah, interesting. Okay. Uh, so then Ugly Dolls, and I I liked Ugly Dolls. I thought Ugly Dolls was sweet. I thought it had a nice message, and I thought the animation was bright and colorful, and I, I, most people hated it. I, I liked actually liked the songs. I thought they were perfectly pleasant, and I just enjoyed it. I thought it was a sweet little movie, and uh, it I thought the villain was kind of annoying, it has its flaws but overall i walked away being like that was cute and uh so i have it at 57 okay yeah uh this was certainly not bad by any means um Uh i do think the music was the best part um especially there's one song that janelle monet sings it's called all dolled up and the fact that i i know the name and i can picture the melody in my head three months after i've seen it that's a good sign for that song, at least. Um, I thought the plot was pretty good. Um, it didn't really excite me, though. And I don't know. It, it it was just kind of a weird film, like mixing the dolls with these people. And I don't know. It just it didn't completely work for me. But I still have it at 50 out of 76. So like I said, there's not a lot of movies I hate this year. So this one was goodish. Yeah. Yeah, it, it. I just feel like it, people are treating it like it's one of the worst anime films ever. Oh, not and uh, and I, I don't know. I, I thought it was sweet and and yeah. enjoyed it. So, uh, all right. Then on the eighth, we have Wine Country, and this is one of my biggest disagreements with Ron, with my fellow associates at Ron Tomatoes, because this thing is like at 65 or something percent and i Mm. do not understand it at all i thought it was awful i thought it was not funny at all you have all these funny people and 
and I hate that when it's just like, a, I feel like sometimes it's just assumed, oh, well, let's get all these, these funny people together and oh, then the movie will be funny. That's not true. You have to give them a good script. And I felt like it was just so lazy in the sense that so many movies are just like, ooh, girls are doing it. That makes it edgy and <laughs> funny. And I hate that. I, I just, I thought it was awful. It's one of my worst of the year. I, 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 you know, shocked that so many people seem to like it. I have it at 97. Oh, wow. That's pretty I low. really disliked it. I thought yeah. it was awful. <laughs> I thought it looked pretty good, but I never got around to watching this. Yeah. So, all right. Then on the 10th, we have uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Uh, what did you think of this one? So I thought visually this was a, a pretty good movie. Um, I, I liked what they, they did. It felt like a big movie. Um, I, I've never been into Pokemon. Um, I don't know anything about them. I can name maybe like seven of them. Uh-huh. Um, and I really do think that that, like that knowledge or that love for Pokemon was important for enjoying this yeah. film. Um, and I was hoping it wouldn't be, but um, I, I just found myself bored a little bit and I didn't really understand the dynamics between a lot of these uh, creatures. So it didn't completely work for me. I was still entertained, but um, it, it wasn't a favorite of mine for sure. Um, I have this at 41 for the year. Yeah, and how many total do you have? 76. Okay. Yeah, so this uh, Velvet Buzzsaw is actually my delineating line between fresh and, and and rotten. This I just barely went fresh on Velvet Buzzsaw uh, at 67, and I have Detective Pikachu at 66. Oh, okay. So I just barely went fresh on it. It, uh, I thought that it was creative enough and visually interesting enough and that Ryan Reynolds was, was funny enough and it was cute enough to barely go fresh on. <laughs> I, I, it's, it, yeah, I agree that, uh, that the whole, anything with the villain was super boring and pr- so obvious and so predictable. I, I think that, uh, the, the stuff with the girlfriend wasn't very good. The female, that female character. Uh, but I don't know. It was just cute enough, just barely enough for me to, to recommend it. So, okay. So yeah. yeah and you're talking about the villain and the girlfriend and I'm like, wait, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. remember a villain. Yeah. I don't remember a girlfriend. Yeah. So understandable. No. <laughs> so you saw the hustle. I didn't get to that one. Oh, well, poor you. Um, Yeah, so The Hustle is actually the lowest movie on this list for me. Um, Uh, It it was just very, very, very bland. Um, I felt like it was wasted potential. It had a pretty good premise there. Um, There just weren't many laughs at all. It just just didn't work. Um, I didn't hate it, even though it's my lowest one. There's no movie I hated this summer. I wish. Uh I'd I'd love for movies to make me feel something, but yeah, um, yeah I put this at sixty six. Okay, yeah, I it looked. I actually like. I thought the trailers it looked funny to me, but mm-hmm. uh, from everybody I heard, it it wasn't it wasn't good. So yeah, I I haven't seen it yet, but we'll see. It's too bad because Dirty Ron Scoundrels, which is based on, is actually re- really funny. So mm-hmm. oh well. 
Um, okay. Uh, so then we had Palms on the 10th and this, uh, this movie is uh, sweet enough. I think if you were wa- watching something on, on cable or whatever, and you watched it and you'd be like, Oh, that was cute enough that women have enough chemistry and it's a nice message. And, uh, but the raunchy humor kind of turned me off quite a bit. Uh, it, it felt kind of like an extended episode of, of the golden girls, uh, but raunchier. Uh, but you know, that kind of, that whole, like, I don't know, golden girls of, of like, Ooh, Blanche is, you know, sleeping with people. How funny. And I, I, I thought can be very funny, but I don't know. It's better on a 30 minute rather than, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, a 90 minute, whatever. And, uh, I just grew, grew kind of tired of it. Uh, but, it's not awful, but I have it at 69. So it's right on that. It, it, it's, it's uh, rotten, uh, but I didn't hate it. Okay. So I have it at 69. Then, uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch here. I'll just rattle off real quick. Photograph is a movie that I saw at Sundance. And there was so much I liked about this movie. Uh, it's about this man who ends up taking this photograph of this. It's all set in India of this woman that's like totally out of his league she's from like a rich family and other things anyway and they end up through various controversies they end up pretending to be engaged <laughs> because his grandma is like super nosy and anyway it, it I, I love that kind of plot but uh, i really just like the ending a lot and uh it kind of ruined it for me uh so i i have it at 76 uh, and then, uh, then a dog's journey. And <laughs> this is one of our, <clears throat> our dog movies for the year. And, uh, it was such a bizarre family film. I was baffled by it. I mean, seriously, not only do all the dogs die and have get re the same dog gets reincarnated as these different dogs. So you have to see multiple dog deaths, but like, seriously, there was, there was like abuse and domestic violence and and cancer and and the script was terrible uh there's one point where one of the dog owners gets cancer and his girlfriend is supposed to be like this horrible person and it's her response he tells her she's he has cancer oh you know i hate hospitals which was hilarious but ridiculous uh and it was awful i hated it i have it at 92 oh, and wow. it was really bad i just okay. can't imagine anyone thinking that's appropriate for a family film it was bizarre um and then uh the souvenir this is very praised out of all the festivals and everybody seemed to love it uh, but I did not like it at all. It is just, it's about this toxic relationship. It's filmed very pretty. And uh, Tilda Swinton's daughter is the lead. And she's quite good. Tilda Swinton is in mm-hmm. it. Uh, but ugh, it's just this toxic relationship. And that's all it is. It's just over. It's felt so repetitive to me. And I just did not care about any of these people. They were awful. I just, I do not get it. I don't understand why people love it so much in the indie world. I don't get it. I have it at 82. I did not like it. Um, and then the sun is also a star. I was actually kind of hopeful cause I liked the book and I thought there was a lot of interesting things they could do with it, 
but man they turned it into it is this movie was so corny even for me i i i don't know and i didn't feel great chemistry between the two leads unfortunately uh, it was it was just too sappy for me it was disappointing uh, there were all these like montages and talking about the cosmic space and the world and how we all fit in and then you'd see all these montages of of like people laughing and and the stars and it was it was too much i have it at 73 uh and then last uh is halston this i saw at sundance and it was so bizarre this documentary of the designer halston they had some really good interviews but they framed it as this like murder mystery with this like person investigating and like looking at files and stuff and uh, like you think there's gonna be some big reveal of like ooh halston but there's nothing it's just like it's just like a normal human i it was so bizarre to me i thought it was terrible uh and so i have it at 89 it was it it was not good and so there you go that's sort of a quick rundown well there's another one um that you skipped over that i was interested in the biggest little farm oh yeah yeah the biggest little farm so yes so this movie it is a good i enjoyed it it is very stressful i'm like i am never getting into organic (laughs) farming i can tell you that right now Uh, because there was just like one thing after another and the the but they they played it real cute and uh the the only thing is I, it was a little bit confusing how they got the funding to do this farm, especially as just one thing goes wrong after another. And I, I, was, it was, I forget where I heard it. it was like, anybody can get a loan if you're a, a white couple in Pasadena, evidently, because they just kind of, they kind of breeze by that and don't really explain how they were able to get what's having no experience were able to get all this funding. So that was the only thing I wish they'd elaborated a little bit more on, but there were cute little animated sequences to transition between the different parts. And they seem like a real nice couple, but oh my gosh. I mean, seriously, just one thing. If it's not, if it's not uh, gerbils eating <laughs> the ground cover, it's birds eating all the stone fruit. It's just like, wow, it's amazing. We have any food at all <laughs> with all the things that could go wrong. Uh, but I have, that at 39 okay so there you go okay uh then aladdin uh so this was our disney uh remake and you uh, say that as if we have one (laughs) yeah i know that's true one of our disney remakes of aladdin and i was not as high on this as most of my friends everyone else seemed to like it better than me uh i there were things i liked about it i thought that when will smith got into genie mode uh i mean when will smith was in sort of hitch mode uh, i thought that it, he was pretty funny and charming but i i thought that him in blue genie mode was not good i didn't like it i didn't like a friend like me and i didn't like prince ali i thought they were just bland it felt like to me a sort of cruise ship version of aladdin uh and i felt like the the ending i thought was really odd the choices they made uh and the way i liked the song speechless but i thought it really stuck out and didn't fit to me and i just thought they sapped a lot of the humor out of it instead of replacing it because the broadway musical they replace the robin williams riffing with like new jokes and instead this they 
they didn't it just wasn't funny anymore which i thought was a shame like iago's not funny at all and was the worst at the end i hated that um so i don't know i i have it at 68 it's right after velvet buzzsaw <laughs> so it's it's right on that line but i did go rotten on it i just i i can't recommend people see it when you can just stay at home and watch a better version <laughs> Well, uh, we're going to have to deviate here a bit. Um, I actually think this is one of the better Disney remakes, um, uh-huh. which isn't which isn't saying too much because I'm not generally huge on them. Yeah. Um, I think uh, the Jungle Book is is up there as definitely the best one. Mm-hmm. But um, I I was actually pleasantly surprised with this. While I didn't love it, um, I enjoyed certain things about it and yeah. one thing I, mean, I didn't hate it like i said it's right yeah. on that line for me right, right right um the thing that i did enjoy the most was will smith and everything about his character worked for me i thought if we if you can't have robin williams i thought this was a great way to go uh-huh. and um i really enjoyed those music numbers that you said you don't like um they just really brought me uh nostalgia um i found myself smiling as those were going on um i i thought some of the other acting was kind of painful especially aladdin i i did not think he was a very good actor mm-hmm. um and i agree with you on that new song that jasmine sang that was kind of pointless it it feels like in these movies they always throw in a song a new songs yeah with, with the thought oh maybe this could be nominated for an oscar yeah and it just felt so different than the other mm-hmm. music because it was written by different people right. uh, it 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 just stuck out and and jafar i hated i thought jafar was terrible yeah yeah uh, i didn't like that version yeah it seems like they have a hard time capturing um in these like remakes the the um charisma that a lot of the villains had in the original one um, yeah certainly aladdin's not the only one that does that yeah that's true um, but i have this at 24 so mm-hmm. i can understand that yeah so all right then we have book smart and so this movie is your raunchy teenage comedy but the reason why it, it won me over is I did think it was actually pretty funny. I liked uh, Billy Lord, especially as this like <laughs> crazy person. Um, but I thought that the message of friendship was actually really sweet uh, between the two of them. And especially when they have that fight towards the, the end and that felt pretty authentic to me. And uh, some of the, like partying shenanigans i don't relate to at all uh as far as a high school uh but i liked it better than i thought i was going to honestly and i so i have it at i have it at 30 i, okay. I enjoyed it i thought it was it was pretty fun yeah i also like this better than i expected which says a lot because i expected to really like this and uh-huh. uh, yeah, so there's there's a few movies, like a very few movies this year that I just really, really loved. And mm-hmm. this is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, this is probably the cutoff. I have this at six for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say probably my top six movies of the year are ones that, that I, I'm just going to love and mm-hmm. revisit um, in years to come. Uh, yeah, I, I thought everything worked. The jokes worked. I liked 
the main characters. I liked all the side characters, which usually it's one or the other in these type of movies. Um, but yeah, everything just just uh, came together for me. Uh, yeah. I, I can't think of a single complaint about this. So I highly recommend it. Yeah. Some of the adult characters, that would be my only... I, I didn't really love Jason Sudeikis. I thought they underused... Uh, um, oh my gosh, Lisa Kudrow, mm-hmm. and it's, so some of the and that weird thing with the with the one of the teachers like flirting with one of the students, even though he was technically overage, oh, yeah. that was weird. Some of the adult stuff wasn't perfect for me, but I still I did really enjoy it, and it's typically not my kind of thing. So uh, I uh, I think that's saying a lot for as high as I have it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then Brightburn you saw. I did, yeah. So this is our, our dark take on um, uh, Superman. What if Superman was evil? Um, I really like the concept for this. The execution was just okay. Um, if you like gore, which I do, <laughs> uh, this, has, this has some pretty gory <laughs> moments in it, um, especially there's something with a, a car wreck that I was like, wow, they went there with that. But um, yeah, for the most part, I just, it it didn't give me enough reason to believe that this kid would be so evil. Um, It almost feels a little tone deaf at the moment. Um, It almost is like, oh, this person, this foreign person is evil. And uh, it almost gave me like that sort of xenophobia. But um, I'm sure that's not what they were going for. Um, And they certainly set it up for a sequel, which I've heard that they are working on. So um, it's just okay. Uh, It's pretty evenly in the middle for me this year. So it's at 38, which I think is exactly halfway through my list. Mm, Yeah, Uh, I can can understand. That's kind of what I've heard from most people. I feel like it's sort of the concept is a little bit better than the execution exactly yeah okay then echo in the canyon this documentary about the la music scene in uh the 1960s it's got the beach boys the birds buffalo springsfield moms and the papas all profiled and that part i really really liked i thought they're they're doing this tribute concert with jacob dylan he's the narrator and lead interview jacob dylan and uh, then you have Cat Power and Regina Spector and, and these new people. And even though I respect all those new people as artists, uh, I felt like that, that part of it was kind of distracting from the point of the movie was, was about these, you know, about the 1960s. And I kind of wish they had gotten rid of that part and just focused on the artists that we were there for uh, and had them, you know, their musical performances there are things but it was still as somebody who loves that time period of music it was still worth a watch i think uh so i have it at 57 okay yeah i heard good uh, things about that yeah yeah if you like that kind of music you definitely mm-hmm. need to see it um and then uh the on the 29th we had always be my maybe this was on netflix and uh it's classic romantic comedy to to grow up together uh but then get uh separated uh and uh, she ends up becoming famous 
uh this famous uh, chef and uh he is working for his dad's ac company and repair uh and but they end up meeting back again and that chemistry is there and we have a extended cameo from keanu reeves which was hilarious and uh, the ending to this movie was perfect i absolutely loved this film i thought it was so funny i thought it was so sweet such great chemistry between ali wong and randall park they did a great job and it's just my kind of movie it's absolutely what i love and i have it at number 10 it's one of my favorites of the year okay yeah i need to see this it was so good i absolutely loved it and uh, so there we go (laughs) if you like romantic comedies you will like it (laughs) so uh okay then on the 31st we have godzilla king of monsters and this movie i did not like at all i thought it was i was expecting like i knew going into this this was not my genre i don't typically love monster movies uh there's not usually my favorite but i thought at least it would have odd spectacle that i liked but i didn't even like that i thought it was muddy i thought you could hardly see anything that was happening the whole time you have these monster fights and it's just obfuscated by continual rain continual fog i couldn't even see what was happening for the most of the time it honestly it felt like a transformers movie to me i i felt and and it was interesting that the cinematographer and visual effects guys had worked on the last two transformers movies i was like oh okay uh i i didn't care about any of the human characters certainly and the only one that uh, made any sense to me was kyle chandler's character vera famiga's character was insane which she <laughs> does and i i just i did not like it at all i have it at 95 okay um yeah so this is actually my type of movie generally uh-huh. um i don't know if you remember but this was a weekend that i was super excited about yeah and for the most part i was pretty let down by this weekend um yeah so i i didn't mind the visuals as much as you i don't know what your viewing experience was i saw this in imax so it worked for me in the imax visually um plot wise there's just not much there uh, what there is there it's kind of predictable um the the way it's going like nothing surprised me about vera farmiga's character literally nothing i could have predicted yeah. uh the resolution for that character uh, very early on um but yeah it just i watched it and i'm like i don't care about any of this i, I mean, thought it was edited really choppy too mm-hmm. like instead of getting a full two you know monsters fighting shot that would have been exciting it was like all of a sudden you'd see just like the the arms and the head and then the and these weird close-ups and then they were trying to get the perspective from someone looking on the ground, right. which I thought was so weird. And it just took away that awe and spectacle. Uh, I just, I found it very frustrating. All the choices they made. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, uh, the, the visuals in the IMAX redeemed it a little bit for me. So I didn't hate it as much as you, not, not even yeah. close. Um, and all of my friends seem to really enjoy it leaving the theater, which mm-hmm. uh, these uh, one of them especially seemed annoyed that I didn't uh, just jump on the bandwagon of yeah. loving it. But um, yeah, I have it at 44. Mm-hmm. 
so then you saw Ma that weekend? I did, yeah. So this was another one that I was looking forward to. It looked like a nice campy horror film. Um, but yeah, th- this was just a, a movie that wasn't scary. It wasn't funny. Um, it was just weird characters. Um, I did not really get Octavia Spencer's motivation. I, I, they tried to to let us side with her or understand her, I should say, by putting flashbacks throughout the entire movie, which was a bit much for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it just didn't work. I, I was bored with it, honestly. Um, I wanted to be surprised. I wanted... I wanted to really have like some shocking moments, but there just weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I put this at 46. Yeah. Uh, so then we have rocket man. And uh, so this movie about Elton John, I just thought it was great. I thought it was so creative. I loved all of the musical sequences. I, 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 yeah, like the, the actual plot is pretty predictable as far as these kind of, rags to riches destructive musical biopics go but i thought what they did with it with these these musical sequences was so creative and i don't know it was just something new and fresh that i hadn't seen as far as uh the way to tell this kind of story and i thought taron edgerton was great he really nailed it uh and uh, richard madden was so handsome in this movie <laughs> He was very, even though he's a villain, he was very <laughs> handsome villain <laughs> for me. I I loved it. I thought it was great. And the only thing I didn't really like is I didn't think that Bryce Dallas Howard was very good as his mom. I didn't like her accent. And I don't know. I didn't think that really worked. But uh, I gave it a six, one of my favorite of the year. I just thought it was so creative. And uh, so anyway okay yeah well this may be the one that we agree the most on then yeah i really enjoyed this yeah i was afraid what you're saying about the weekend i'm like oh no uh, that's why i said for the most part (laughs) but um yeah i i i had been hoping this would be what i wanted bohemian rhapsody to be and it really was like i was so disappointed with bohemian rhapsody and this had the creativity that i wanted um, so yeah, it, the musical numbers were great. I really liked um, how they, it, it wasn't just realize, realism. There was a lot of fantasy yes. elements to it. Um, the acting was great. I didn't mind Bryce Dallas Howard. I can see your complaints, but for the most part, she worked for me too. There's really not much to complain about with this one for me. So I have this at number seven. All right. Yeah, it's really good. I loved it. Uh, So then we had X-Men Dark Phoenix on the 5th. And so this, I because I hated Apocalypse, I had very low expectations. And those low expectations were met because this wasn't good. (laughs) It was very frustrating, the telling this, the Dark Phoenix saga and doing it badly. Once again, I thought that uh, it was bizarre, the choices they made with xavier charles xavier's character i i don't know i don't understand what they were trying to do with that i i thought that actually sophie turner was very one note in it i i don't know she's just sort of i don't know how to explain it but she was just sort of the conflicted person the whole time i never got any sort of nuance with her as far as jean gray 
goes and Jessica Chastain, she needs to fire her agent very quickly because she keeps making movies like this. It's not good. This movie, she was terrible and uh, she's a good actress, so she mm -hmm. should not be terrible, but ooh, she was bad. It had a couple good action scenes, uh, but yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, and I have it at 88. Okay, yeah. Uh, I didn't think this looked good, so I feel justified and I didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, don't blame you. Okay, then Late Night was also was on the 7th. And I saw this at Sundance, and then I saw it again. And I really liked it. I thought it was really charming. And it kind of reminded me of a, a Nora Ephron movie from the you know 90s and uh, where you have the heroine and you know, she there's like a a little bit of a romance kind of a thing but you get that social commentary without it like beating you over the head with it i thought that emma thompson was great in the in her role i i thought it's i thought it was funny i liked Mindy kaling i just really enjoyed it i thought it was really sweet and i have it at 15 okay uh yeah for me this is the definition of good movie that uh -huh. just really doesn't it doesn't excite me either way so um yeah it, it worked for the most part it kind of gave me devil wears prada vibes yeah um i didn't think the jokes were especially funny especially when when uh the characters are doing stand-up I, I i didn't find it funny but uh -huh. um yeah it, it had good points good messages so uh yeah i put this at 31 okay yeah all right then uh pavarotti i saw about the famous opera singer and this was a pretty standard documentary as far as just you know going through his life and and uh and, you know something you would see a normal kind of celebrity bio biographical documentary uh but oh my gosh the music was incredible on the big screen and you hear that sound i they they did long stretches of just of the music and it it was incredible i absolutely was blown away uh by by that and so i i gave it positive review at 34 uh and because it was interesting and he was an interesting person and the music was outstanding so uh, there all right so this is one i know we're gonna very much oh, yes. disagree on i'm excited <laughs> to talk about this one with you. we have the last black man in san francisco so i saw this movie at sundance and i there's some really good parts about it i i i did like in general the performances and i thought it was beautifully shot but I felt like the movie was continually shouting at me and I, there wasn't really hardly any story at all. And it's, I thought it was way too long for the type of sort of art piece that it was trying to be. And by the end, I just felt exhausted by it. And I, I was like, okay, I, I got what you were trying to say in the first 30 minutes. And then you just, cause there was hardly any story at all. I just was, I don't know. I was just, I grew frustrated with it and it just i just felt like the movie was just continually just characters were just shouting all the time and i was like what is going on here it didn't work for me i feel like it's this year sorry to bother you which i also didn't like 
and and there were lots of parts of it that I didn't really understand why they were there. I didn't really understand the point of Danny Glover's character. I yeah, there's a point where you meet the protagonist's mother, and I didn't really understand what that was doing for the story. And there's like weird montages where you see like street preachers and they talk about rotting fish and toxic oceans and I don't know. It just at two hours I was bored I and I was tired of all the shouting and it just wasn't for me. But I know a lot of people like yourself love it. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have it at 85 uh, oh that hurts my heart <laughs> yeah so i talked about that grouping of movies that i really love this year this is in it it's uh -huh. a i'll just start with the lead it's number five for the year yeah before, and it could easily go up um cool. this was a movie that i saw and almost immediately after leaving i told myself i have to see this again so i saw it less than a week later and brought other friends i'm like you all have to come see this everybody i saw it with loved it and i remember specifically saying to them i don't understand how this doesn't have a 100% on rotten tomatoes i don't understand how anybody could think this is not a good movie and then we talked about it and i found out Rachel gave it a rotten review. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I wish I could say I get your criticisms of it. I really don't. I think that especially with this topic of gentrification, it would be so easy to come off as preachy or vilifying a large group of people, right or wrong. Um, I don't think it does that at all. I, I do not think this is a preachy movie, even though it could have very easily been. I think this movie, if you have to sum it up, it is a love letter from this guy to this house that he has family history in. Um, and I don't know, it, it's just beautiful in every way. The cinematography, the very first scene, uh -huh. um, it's just the camera shots, everything is just beautiful. You, you kept talking about um, various things as criticisms like the the preacher, um, the mother scene. And I'm like, I love those scenes. <laughs> they worked for me. And I don't like things that, that are blatantly pretentious, which uh -huh. I think some people could say that about this movie. I don't think it is. I don't think uh -huh. it is at all. Um, it, as you can tell, I'm pretty passionate about this. No, movie. I love it. I love that you yeah. are passionate yeah. about it. And I think it's great. So I, I don't know how much you know about like, um, the history of of the actual guy involved so the the lead actor this is his uh -huh. first acting role and this movie's based on um his life so um he he's basically playing himself actually his name in the movie is his real name and um i kind of saw his best friend is like the um the director the director is, has been friends with this uh, lead person and you kind of have this creative uh, person kind of expressing um, their feelings about uh, Jimmy, that's his name, and his story. And I don't know, it's just, I could see this movie a lot mm -hmm. and I don't think I'd ever get bored. So 
I can't recommend this enough to everybody else. Don't listen to Rachel. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, her, her opinion, she's entitled to it. I just, I, I think it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's, that's that. It, you don't make a movie like this without it being like, uh, I don't know, somewhat divisive as far as, I mean, it's just art. Like what kind of art right. speaks to you? Uh, and, uh, you know, this, I just thought that, I just grew tired of it. <laughs> I thought it was too long for the type of art piece it was yeah. trying to be. And I really, yeah, I didn't have a time. I didn't have a problem with the runtime. Um, I would, I would like you to try to give it another chance someday and see if your opinion changes at all. Yeah. It's um, true. I have not seen it since Sundance, and that's always okay. a crazy uh, experience going to Sundance. Right. Is you know, I saw like six movies that day, so uh it it's kind of nuts so yeah i maybe i will um okay uh then we have the secret life of pets too and you know i'm not the biggest illumination fan uh but i i liked the first one well enough and this i thought it was charming i thought it was sweet and it feels like three episodes of a television show but i was fine with that i don't know i don't mind episodic uh you know things i mean i like going all the way back to Winnie the Pooh, you know, that I love. And so I'm fine. I was fine with that. And I thought that particularly the two plots with uh, Gidget learning to be a cat, I thought that was cute and funny. And I, I liked Max uh, and uh, learning to be tougher and braver. That was cute. The one that didn't work for me as well was the um, tiger rescuing from the uh, circus. That one, I didn't really like that one that much, but Overall, I thought it was cute. I enjoyed it. Uh, I have it at 48. Okay. Um, yeah, so we, we have pretty similar feelings. Um, it definitely reads as three episodes of a TV show kind of interwoven mm-hmm. um, without a lot of connectivity. I think that's my biggest issue with that. I don't mind the different stories going on. I just wish they were a little more connective and cohesive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you uh, said there's nothing wrong with it being episodic and i'm like hmm, she's right there really isn't i guess um other than the lack of cohesion but um yeah for the most part it was it was a cute little movie um it made me laugh at parts um especially the, the part with gidget um yeah that was the it, best part for sure it was for sure and i put this at 35 yeah yeah yeah. All right. Then I saw a movie called Papi Chulo. And the, this year, I feel like there's been a big theme of sort of unlikely male friendship has been something that's been in a lot of movies, uh, you know, going back to Green Book. Uh, and uh, this is another example. Matt Bomer plays this gay man who has lost his partner and is just devastated. And uh, he hires this guy to this. Um, this immigrant man to resurface his deck and they end up becoming friends and it was really sweet this movie was was just had a huge heart and sometimes i don't think they were really taking this like complete mental breakdown that the character has like seriously enough but it was just a sweet sweet movie i can't i i don't know i i really i enjoyed it i thought it was really cute and i have it at 25 okay yeah it was it was it had its heart on its uh on its sleeve it was really cute uh so then i saw shadow and this is 
uh, a martial arts film by the famed director Zhang Yi Mao. And he's done uh, films like Hero. And uh, this movie was incredible as far as the fighting and the cinematography. So beautiful. Everything is filmed in sort of a monochromatic uh, sort of style. And when the, the there's a lot of blood in the movie, but it's very over the top. So it didn't really bother me. Um, but when you'd see that bright red, it would just pop even more compared to the the style and there's all these fight scenes that are on uh, this big yin yang symbol and it was really beautiful everything in this movie is gorgeous and the fights are incredible and there's all these fights staged with these kind of umbrellas made of blades <laughs> that was so cool and uh, there's a really amazing action scene uh, where they're storming this town and they were literally like riding these umbrellas through the street and the rain is there's enough uh, to slide uh, anyway it looked so cool uh, there's a, a, a love triangle that they do here that I actually liked and I usually hate love triangles but I thought it was pretty interesting and well done and overall this movie is just so pretty and so well done so if you like this kind of thing then you'll love it it's really good I have it at number seven Oh, okay. Yeah, this is one that I've wanted to see, but I, I didn't get around to seeing it. But man, the trailer looks incredible. Oh, so if, if anybody it, listening hasn't seen the trailer, just yeah. pause, go to YouTube, <laughs> look up Shadow Trailer. It yeah. looks really good. <laughs> it's really, really good. And I, I, I can't wait to see it again. Uh, the, it was a little bit confusing sometimes because there's uh, one character where there's a secret twin. So there's two characters who look you know basically the same and with the subtitles and everything sometimes it was a little hard to know oh who are we who is talking here what's going on and some of the other diplomacy and some other stuff going on was a little confusing uh but i think if i watched it more than once uh, that would help with that aspect but i just it was amazing incredible so uh definitely one of my favorites uh then i saw a little movie called american woman and i feel like uh, that hollywood has a really hard time connecting with working class women that they're either like just completely troubled or uh i don't know i just feel like rarely do you get somebody that feels authentic to me uh of that uh i don't know like people that are sort of living in kind of trailer parks or you know that kind of a level of uh working class woman if that makes sense i feel like they almost never get it right but i feel like this one actually did i thought sienna miller was great as this you you see her from her 20s all the way through uh through to her 40s uh you see her get married you see her she faces a tragedy with her daughter that is really sad and uh christina Hendricks is great as her sister i really liked that aaron paul plays her husband he was really good they had nice chemistry together i just really thought this was a good movie and so i have it at number 12 okay yeah i i'm not familiar with this one at all yeah um i don't see sienna miller in too many things lately though yeah she was good she was really good so so this has been the end of part one of our podcast on the summer movies. I hope you enjoyed it and make sure to listen to part two uh, that will be coming up tomorrow. 
So thanks so much. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye.